0: Recently, driving with a friend, he remarked that he and a colleague are planning to launch a podcast called Two Jews, Three Opinions. Of course, this well-known aphorism draws from our status as a stiff-necked people with strong opinions that have sparked movements and causes throughout Jewish and even human history. This week, we read of perhaps the Torah's most famous argument story, that of Korach, the priestly descendant who challenges Moshe's authority on the pretense of equality and sincere national concern. The Torah records God's earth-shattering, literally, response to these attacks, and Korach is roundly condemned by traditional sources throughout history. For example, the Mishnah in Pirkei Avot states, any dispute which is conducted for the sake of heaven is destined to last, and one which is not for the sake of heaven will not last. Which dispute was for the sake of heaven? The dispute between the schools of Hillel and Shammai. Which was not for the sake of heaven? The dispute of Korach and all his congregation. The Mishnah's formulation is rather odd. Should we actually want arguments to last? Wouldn't we prefer that they be forgotten? The humorous and apocryphal story is told of a freshly minted rabbi who arrives to his new position. During his first service at the Shema prayer, half of the congregation sits while the other half stands. Perplexed and curious to clarify the correct congregational custom, the rabbi visits Mr. Schwartz, a longtime member now living in an old age facility. Mr. Schwartz asks the rabbi, is the congregation's custom to sit during Shema? No, he responds, that is not the custom. So it is to stand, presumes the rabbi. No, it is not that either, Mr. Schwartz retorts. Exasperated, the rabbi replies, I don't understand. This morning, half of them sat and half of them stood, and they kept fighting about it. That, responds Mr. Schwartz, is the custom. Perhaps the mission above means that when fights are ego-driven, unrelated to the pursuit of wisdom, they do not endure because no one can even recall what the original dispute was about. Nothing substantive or lasting emerges. On the other hand, when we argue to sharpen each other's ideas, the end product is refined knowledge that we can carry with us moving forward. Slightly paraphrased, the great medieval scholar known as Me'iri expounds in this way, in the debates of Hillel and Shammai, One of them would render a decision and the other would argue against it out of a desire to discover the truth. But Korach and his company came to undermine Moshe for victory. Arguing in pursuit of truth is an art, and perhaps in today's world, a lost one. We live in an era in which disagreements that are civil, wisdom-driven, and truly aspirational are almost non-existent. Every argument, it seems, is personal in the sense that our disapproval of another's position automatically computes as a dismissal of their very being. Too often, our resistance to feeling judged prevents us from engaging in real dialogue about issues of substantive import. The result? We either retreat to superficial conversation with those with whom we might not agree on deeper ideas, or restrict our interactions to those with whom we presumptively do agree. These echo chambers are then reinforced on social media, the casualty being our own ability to learn and grow. But there is another way, and that is the Mishnah's prescription. Any argument that is for the sake of heaven, that is, conducted in pursuit of truth, regardless of its consequences or personal implications, will endure. In fact, the Talmud elsewhere states that two Torah scholars who engage in heated debate will ultimately love one another even more. After all, they are refining and crystallizing one another in their endless journey towards truth. What a refreshing take on the joys and benefits of healthy debate. The alternative is troubling. We learn elsewhere in Ethics of the Fathers that jealousy, lust, and pursuit of honor remove a person from the world. When someone like Korach attacks leaders out of covetous self interest, they banish themselves from human discourse. Korach's associates, in fact, were swallowed by the ground, a visceral demonstration of their excision from the world. In this vein, the Talmud relates that, regarding an arrogant person, God says, he and I cannot dwell together in the world. We live in an age of pronounced polarization, and as noted, social media funnels us ever more deeply into tunnels of insularity. If we can commit to arguments that are meaning and truth seeking, we will encounter new people and new ideas, earning enduring wisdom and great fulfillment in the process. Shabbat Shalom.